Welcome to the People for Olson podcast. In this week's episode, Mark is sitting down and talking with Richard Rossetti, who's running for the Town of Manly, a supervisor position this November. Well, we're so excited to have you along our journey on the campaign trail and here for the podcast. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, then make sure that you subscribe so that way you'll be updated the moment a new episode is released. And don't forget to leave us a review and let us know what you think of the People for Olson podcast. Well, without further ado, here's this week's conversation between Mark and Richard Rossetti. Well, welcome, Mr. Rossetti, to the People for Olson podcast. I really appreciate you being on as our uh, first this series of uh, people looking to be elected. I really appreciate you being on. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first I want to say, Mark, thank you very much for asking me to come on. This is, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and I'll say something about you because I've known you for a while now. Yeah. I appreciate what you've done for the Village of Fayetteville. It's obvious when you look at the accomplishments that you've done, you love the village. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't see that with political people. Uh, they're in it for themselves, but it's very obvious that you've done this because you absolutely love your village. And I, yeah. I appreciate that, even Thank though you. I don't live in faith. <laughs> we could change that. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. And no, I think the important thing to me is to showcase that this is, the people that are on this podcast are doing it for the right reasons. They're not doing it for political reasons or national political issues. Yep. They're doing it because they love their town, their village, their county, and they want to help. Yep. So and, to me, that's the important thing. And that's why I've done it the, the whole time I've been involved is yeah. because Obviously, it's not for the money, yeah. because when you start figuring out what you get paid and the hours you put in, it's probably you know a dollar an hour or something like that. So what you do is you're doing it because you love the community, you want to give something back, you want to improve the lives of the people that live in the community, and um, yeah. that's why I've done it all these years. Yeah, like today, perfect example: the storm rolled through. Yeah, and most people they're worried about their power and they're worried about yep. you know. I'm on the phone with the fire chief after everything comes down. DPW chief, police chief, uh, town supervisor, and my village clerk because the phone was just ringing off the hook. Yeah, it's those you just do those things because that's part of the process. That's it's part of right. Um, and that's what I'm looking forward to because we in the town of Manlius we have a very great relationship. All three mayors get along with the town supervisor, um, and it's important that relationships key to you know to to making the villages better and making our county better and to yep. making our town better. Even though the three of the, the mayors laughed at my golf shot last weekend, <laughs> I still don't hold that against you. <laughs> you can tell all of us don't play a lot of golf. Uh, we're a little busy. so We had a great time. Yeah. It was a good event. Yeah. But tell us about yourself. Um, I, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but uh, you know, uh, I've been married uh, to my wife for 43, going on 44 years. We've lived in the town now for 34 years. Our kids went through the FM district. Uh, I, I began to get involved in community activities. Well, I've been involved in community activities my whole life. But in Manlius, once my kids got out of high school back in the early 2000s, uh, and I, I first got onto uh, the ZBA in 2004, then onto the planning board, served there for 10 years. I loved it. It was, it was very interesting for me because you may not know this, but my career has been in real estate. And so, I've been on the other side of the table trying to convince whoever's over there that I want a subdivision, a site plan, a change of zoning, whatever. So it's given me some great insight into the people on the other side of the table now that I'm on the planning board again yeah. and when I was on the town board too. So I have done it because, as you said, I, I, I just love Manlius. We've got some yeah. great people that live in Manlius. I love being here and I do it because I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. So you got off the board, and now you're running for town supervisor. Correct. Um, how's that been going so far? <laughs> it's yeah. been it's been interesting. It's been fun. Um, yeah. This is the really the first time I've run for an office. I I was on the town board for five years, and I did run for re-election, but we had no competition. Mm -hmm. So it was a different election and campaign than I'm running now. Uh, now I have competition. Uh, and, and what I'm trying to emphasize is that experience does matter. And I, as I said to you earlier, I've been on both sides of the table, 
which enables me to give a different perspective on how to get things done. And I, one of the things I really believe is that if you don't have knowledge of history, you can't make good decisions for the future. And so what I, I think I bring to the table is that I have that knowledge of the history. I understand what things were done five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and I can help guide some decisions going forward. Yeah, because the planning board is a pretty active committee in the town. It is very active. Yeah. We've had a lot of things. And, and the big thing now is solar. And I, it's, it's amazing, and I would have never thought I'd see this in central New York, this proliferation of yeah. solar farms and people wanting to build solar farms in central New York. Yeah. You would think maybe in Arizona or someplace, you know, California, but central New York, really? Yeah. So we've, we've now approved five projects in the town of Manlius uh, and we've got uh, two more that are coming in mm -hmm. and we have another one that is warming up in the bullpen yeah. uh, that will be coming soon and what a lot of people don't know is when I first got on the town board which was in 2015 we had no solar regulations at all nothing and we knew some projects were coming forward so I began to put some regulations together and with the help of John Loeffler, and we probably worked on it for a year, year and a half, we actually got the regulations together. They were passed and adopted, and we're using those today. Technology changes. Oh, yeah. The way things you know, operate change. So we knew that those things would be modified as time went on, mm -hmm. uh, but we thought it was important to get those in place back in 2015. Yeah, and I think people, like a lot of people don't know that the planning board's decisions and the zoning board, it's not part of the board. They're no. two autonomous you know, boards and, and you know, I've had people say, well, why can't you do this at O'Brien and Gary? Why can't you do this at the lower village? Because it's not in front of us. You know, no. It's not in front of the village board. The village board only gets involved or the, uh, the town board gets involved when it's a zone change. Yep. But other than that, they're probably not involved that much. They're not involved. And one of the things that was just done this past year was the special use permit, which was always done on a town board level, which is now back in a planning board. So they've even removed themselves further from what I'll call development type decisions, mm -hmm. which I think it makes sense because the planning board is really reviewing what's being developed, the project. Yeah. And so the special use permit approval by the, the planning board makes a lot of sense. I've always told people like when they say, oh, well, what about, why is there five coffee shops or why is there five in Manlius um, <laughs> uh, drugstores or pharmacies, or, why? Or you know, banks. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and you're like, there's planning and there's zoning and there's, but you can't tell a person that, you know, like Dunkin' Donuts, people got mad that Dunkin' Donuts was going into Fayetteville at the old friendlies. They bought the building. They had the right to develop it. You yep. know, Judge Miller always used to say to his wife, if you don't like the view, buy it. Yeah. If not, you have to deal with it. Yep. But I think it's important because a lot of things that happen happen for a reason, yep. you know, like if you look at the town center and you look at the other developments in the town, there's a lot of thought and processes and things yes. that happen. The village hasn't been lucky or fortunate. It's just had good planning, good leadership and good experience. You know, what happened? Why did we say no? Why did we say yes? Yep. What did we make them do? What did we learn from the last development? And you had that experience. Do you see that lacking now at the, at the town board level? Um, I, I, try to, throw some I try, I I try to, to say positive, I yeah. really do, no, no. but I, I do see that lacking, I really do, and, and I think, and I'm going to use a project that they're reviewing right now, and it's the Salt Springs Water Project, and that came before us at least five years ago, if not longer, and the history behind it and the understanding of why this ever came before us is important to make a decision today for what's the best route to go. Yeah. And the board members that are there now do not have that understanding and knowledge. And it's not mm -hmm. their fault. No. It's just they weren't involved in the process back yeah. then. And so there's things like that that are, that are important. I, I want to go back to the town center because that's a perfect example. Yeah. Um, there, there was probably a year and a half, two years ago, the Chase Bank uh, was proposed to be put in the town center. And a lot of people were opposed to that. And they said, well, geez, there's a Chase Bank, you know, two miles up the road or here, there. We got banks all over the place. But from a planning standpoint and a planning board process, our decision isn't 
is that a good place for a bank to go? Our decision is how do we protect the people that live in that area from the added traffic noise, whatever, and how do we protect the property rights of the developer? I mean, it's a balancing act. Yeah. And we can't just come out and say, well, no, we think there's too many banks, so no. Right. Yeah. Um, we have to listen and try to move that process forward. And we're dealing with that again because there's two new restaurants that are being proposed in the town center. Yeah. And I've talked to some of the residents in the area that are concerned about traffic and other yeah. things. Yeah. And the planning board can do certain things to try to limit the nuisance, I'll call it. Uh, but we can't just come out and say no. I mean, yeah. we, we can do what we can, but they have certain property rights to develop the property if it's zoned properly and right. so on and yeah. so forth and and i know you're well yeah. aware of that i want residents to sit in your seat or my seat and look at it from a different angle you know they're always like no 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 right and and sometimes we we say yes because we look we're looking at the whole picture right we're looking at the whole village or the whole town yep. you know like the ymca people said oh it's it's great oh it's and it is but at one point it was eighteen thousand people and Berg Street turned into be a mess, you know, traffic-wise, and it was a tough thing. But it was good for the community. So the overall picture, it was the right thing to do. Yep. But there was going to be some pressure points. Right. Same with the medical center. I remember I was oh. a trustee, oh, and yeah. we sued. We oh. sued to stop the medical yeah. center. Now I look at hindsight, you know, 24 years later, and say, yeah, probably, you know, it what? was it, a good thing. It was a good thing, and it has served the purpose, and it, it, it's an asset to the community. But when you look at it, just when you're new and you don't have that years of experience, and you don't have that historical knowledge, it's, it's a tough decision sometimes. It was the same, it, talking about the medical center, the lifestyle resorts, um, which is the 55 and older apartment complex. Yeah, the cruise ship on land. Cruise ship on land, yeah. right. Um, that was, I mean, it took a lot of thought and, and the process took a while to get through. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had my concerns about what was going on there and a lot of neighbors had concerns. Yeah. Um, but what they did in developing it, how they did it, and the decisions they made were fantastic. Yeah. And now I look back oh my God. seven years ago, eight years ago, whatever it was that developed, that thing is a true asset to the community. Yeah. It's being used. It's, I think, at close to 100% occupancy. Oh, I, at one time, there was, I had a family member that was looking into it, and there was a waiting list yeah, to get in I believe there. it. And I've had neighbors that, you know, have had family members live there. Yeah. And we've been there on different occasions. Yep. It is. It's an asset to the bill. But Absolutely. I just wish people would understand that there's a lot of things that go into this. It's not just yes or no. Right. It's lighting. It's environmental. It's what does the engineer say? It's parking. It's drainage, you know, it's, exactly, which is huge. You know, you're going through SOCPA. You're going through Seeker. You're yeah. going, there's so many decisions you guys are making. And then when you have all the information, you have to make a decision. Yep. Uh, and I just hope that people can realize that there's two sides to every story. And that's kind of the one thing we say. All right, you don't want it. What do you want? And, and I always do that, and I get the uh, park. <laughs> you know, I get, you know it's, uh, it's for sale for $3.5 million. That's the most right. expensive it's park. It's not going to be a park. It's not going to be a park. Uh, solar field, no, it's $3.5 million. What? So you have to let some of this stuff. But, you know, there's, there's things that we can do, and I'll give you an example. When they proposed the Chase Bank, and people were screaming because they thought that was never to be touched. The gazebo that sits on the corner, and they thought that whole area was never going to be developed. Mm -hmm. So I had a conversation with CORE and I said, you know, this Chase Bank may have an ability to be approved a little bit easier if you put a deed restriction on the balance of the land where the gazebo is and on that corner that it will never be built on. And they agreed to do that. Yeah. So you yeah. get developers that understand yeah. that you can work with, that they can agree and, yeah. and see the larger picture, yeah. work with you and get things done for the better good. Yeah, that happened to us across the street at the Burdick site that's empty right now. Yeah. They gave us the back two acres forever wild. So now we picked up two acres and all those neighbors, as soon as that was done, the neighbors went, okay. And they were fine. And yeah. to me, they were the most affected. So they had the most say and the most skin in the game. I feel bad it isn't developed yet. COVID really did put a, a crunch yeah. into the, into the yeah. development field, but I think it's the right thing to do. You're finding compromise, and you're finding compromise that benefits the developer, benefits the village or the town, and it develop and it benefits because we want those. I think about it. And I've been saying it. I was talking to Mark Bullis on one of the previous podcasts. There's some things we don't have in the town, and you have to go to go get something outside the town. It'd be nice to have some of those things. And I talked about it at the comprehensive plan. I tried to enter it into the thing. They, they didn't give you a lot of time to type in your things, but. 
shops and things that we don't have. You know, for example, you can go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a donut. Where else? Tops. How about a glazed? Have you had a glazed and confused donut ever? Uh, oh my God! Yeah, they're from heaven. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. from heaven. You know yeah. what I mean? Or something like duck donuts, or something that we don't have now presently in the town would be nice to have there at one of those. And I don't know. Everybody wants to know what those restaurants are. I don't even know. I have heard the same thing, Moe's and something else, but <laughs> I don't even know who it is. But people want to be here because of the quality of life yep. and the, the benefits and the features of living in Fayetteville and Manlius and Manoa. And a lot of that has to do with the, the, the town. The town hasn't been lucky. It's been proactive. You know, you know the, the thing, and this is interesting that you say that because being in real estate, I understand how real estate development works from the other side of, of the exhibit. But... A company won't spend money in an area if they don't think they're going to make money. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So no matter how much you want a certain store or business to be in the town or, or the village or whatever, if they do their analysis and they determine we just can't make enough money to be in there because maybe the land costs too much, the rent is too much, whatever the case may be, they're not going to come. So there's, there's again, getting back to the balance of... Yeah trying to work with some of these landowners, developers, to make things like that happen uh, is a good way to, to do it, to move mm -hmm. forward. It's not always successful. Right. Plus it helps, I was saying this to Mark, it helps reduce the tax burden. Oh yeah. Because you know, even though the town and the village don't receive any uh, sales tax dollars, the county does. And yep. the county tax bill is probably about the same as the town tax bill. Yeah. Right or, or very close. Or close. So the more tax sales tax revenue and the more economic development that we can do that's smart and fits into the community, the lesser the burden is going to be on the taxpayer. And to me, that's that's that other win-win side that it we're is. always looking at. Saying, you know, the O'Brien Gear property, senior housing, um, some type of retail or medical, but you have to take what whatever is going to come your way. And then if it doesn't work, I mean, we denied it because it wouldn't work and then it came back and the planning board had issues with it so now it's they've got to figure it out and i think they'll come back with something but it'll work and it'll fit and when it does work and it does fit it's going to be an, an is an the economic. grocery store dead no no okay. no they're still they still want to come into the area it's just the size that the planning board and that's when i really it was the first time that the village board and the planning board in a long time didn't see eye to eye yeah. but if you look at it and you take it apart and you say okay this is a planning board issue they have a concern it makes sense. They yeah. have a concern. You know, the village board wants to obviously see something happen, see something developed. It's a brownfield site. You know, trichloroethylene in the ground is never good for anybody. Yeah, no. But we're looking at it from a, a cleanup site, you know what I mean? But, and the developer even said, let me clean it up. I don't, we're not going to let you clean it up because we're not going to, we, we're not saying yes to the, to the thing. And I think it's all those issues. There's so many nuances and there's so much, like traffic, you talked about traffic, traffic right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. getting fire trucks in there, getting, you know, like perfect example in the town, they did the uh, Maple Downs. Our stretcher <laughs> doesn't fit in the elevator. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Now every development comes to the fire chief or comes to the village. And it should. Right. And, I, and a lot of that was done when, we, when you were at the board and we were able to talk through those issues right. because you see that happen and you say, okay, something doesn't make sense. You know, we have that with the, <clears throat> excuse me, we have that with the, restaurants that are proposed right now. Yeah. And I looked at what was proposed and I asked, has the fire department approved it? Because yeah. it looks awful tight on the backside of that building. Yeah. And, and that's something that needs to be done because that's yeah. obviously safety issue. I mean, yeah. you, you can't have a building that the fire department can't you know, right. go in to take care of. Yeah. And that gets back to that experience, that leadership and, and, and making sure we all work together. Right. You know, to me, that's the key to this whole thing because Town of Manlius isn't unique, but it's good at what it does, I think. I think I, it, it puts a lot of value in that, in that relationship. It puts a lot of value in that experience. And people listen. They just don't say, hey, this is all, you know, this is my way or no way, and they walk away. It doesn't happen that way. We're always never going to get what we want, but we're always going to work together to make sure we have the best product out there. It's been a great working relationship yeah. with the village boards, village mayors, the town. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't remember a single time when we were at heads on a certain issue. Yeah. We, we discuss things, we find out what's in the best interest, and, and we move forward. Yeah. And that's the way to do it. We've always done it that way, and it's been great. Yeah. yeah. So what goals do you have as, as the new town supervisor, hopefully? Well, we, <laughs> let me first explain why I oh. want to run, why I'm, I'm sitting in this chair talking to you today. 
Um, and part of it we've talked about. My experience, yeah. the, the background that I have, the belief that I have that you have to have the knowledge of the past to be able to make good decisions. And I think there's a certain amount of guidance that we need going forward. And I've seen some, uh, I hate to call them posts, but they are posts where there's a certain amount of weight that's being placed on this comprehensive plan. And I don't want to talk out of school, but I'll, I hopefully will explain this so that we understand it. But what I read is that they want to get the comprehensive plan in, in place so that as retail changes, we will know what needs to be done at the town center. And when I read something like that, I was like, wait a minute. The developer, the owner, will decide what's going to take place if retail changes there, not some comprehensive plan that the town puts together. So there's issues like that that I just I want to step into to try to give some guidance that, you know, time out. There's certain things. There's, there's property rights. We're not a socialistic country. We need to work with the, the landowners to try to find what the best, best alternative is. I don't have a problem with sitting down with people that own land and working with them in any way that we can to help them develop or redevelop their properties. Mm -hmm. But in no way do I think the town or village or anybody else should dictate what yeah. should happen there. Yeah, our comprehensive plan, and we're, uh, we're in the process of updating You're ours. You're updating cause, it, yeah. because yeah, yeah. it's been since 14. But, and we did it in 2004. We did it in 08, we did it in 14, now it's time. You know, a lot has changed in the last year, oh, yeah. so we felt this was time to do it. But to us, it's, it's, a, it's a tool. And it's a tool for us to kind of see where we're going, where we've been, what we can check off that we've done. But it's really helpful for grants. The main thing is when they see that you have a plan yep. and they look at grants and they say, oh, okay, you guys have a plan, you know what you want to do. But it really talks about more generalities, more, you know, yep. um, there was, you know, I was on that and there was things I really liked. There was things that I saw and I'm like, okay, you know, but I didn't know who was on it and I couldn't talk. And to me, it's, it's, you need that input, you need that impact. Yep. Uh, from who's on that, those stakeholders are on the call that I thought should have been heard. You know, talk, you know, they talk about transparency all the time. I have no idea who's on it, and I have no idea. You know, I couldn't raise my hand because you could only type questions in. Yep. It's a great tool if it's used right. If it, it, that's the key to it. It has to be used properly. Yeah. I was told, and I had no idea, but there was a comprehensive plan done by the town back in the 90s. Yeah. I've never seen it. Somebody just yeah. mentioned it to me in passing. Um, Having a comprehensive plan is not a bad idea. It's, it's pretty good yeah. because things have changed. And I'll give you one example. The solar farms that we have. Yeah. Um, one of my big concerns, me individually, is that we end up with a town that has these solar farms all over the place, haphazard, with no thinking behind where we want these things. And I think the comprehensive plan can help map out, you know, these areas are yeah. good, these areas are bad. Yeah. Because the way our law, and like I said, I wrote the law and, you know, it was a long time ago and we didn't know exactly where things were going, but you can put these in RA zoning. Well, the town of Manlius has a ton of RA zoning, right. but I don't think we want these in every place that has RA zoning. So it, it would be nice maybe for the town board to think mm -hmm. about slowing the process down right now, mm -hmm. calling a timeout, putting a moratorium on, waiting for the comprehensive plan and specifically trying to identify where in the town will these work. Yeah. And as a simple-minded person, I would look at it, you want it to have areas that has flat topo. So you can yeah. screen it and it won't be seen. You don't want to put them on hills or other places like that. So there's a lot of places that are flat yeah. that you can look at and say, well, this area over here has acreage, acreage that you can put them but over here we have, you know, slopes and terrain and so on and so on. Yeah. And we don't want them there. It doesn't make yeah. sense. And unfortunately, right now as a planning board, we have to look at them one by one as yeah. they come in. And it's sometimes a little bit difficult. And I think the pandemic has taught us the, the importance of having those services close to home. Yeah. That was the other thing that I wanted to get across that. Because I think it's important that, you know, we found out how important, you know, grocery stores are, C stores are, oh, pharmacies yeah. are, oh, yeah. and we need to make sure that we have all those services because, you know, if it hits or again and something happens, you know, we have to count on those businesses. You know, like the, the Hannaford grocery store that everybody is, when I was talking to people, 
if Tops at that time wasn't bought out by Price Chopper yet, but if they had gone out of business, Fayetteville, Manlius, Casanova, Chittenango, and DeWitt all lost a grocery store. Right. We had Wegmans and Aldi's. Right. To me, that's not that 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 wasn't a good plan. That's not no. a good position to be in. No. Um, can you know everybody going to Wegmans? You know now at least they can go to these. It's tops. crazy now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> hopefully this, you know, the the Price Chopper and the Golub family, and the Tops merger will be a good thing. But to me, that's the, the we're always looking at the proactive approach rather than the reactive approach. Right. And to me, that's kind of what like when we talked about the marijuana and we, the town supervisor and all the mayors got together with the police chief, the fire chief, the school district superintendents. We were all in agreement that listen, we want to hear what the public has to say. We want to let them make the choice, but we want the public to know that the police chief has concerns, the school has concerns, the oh, fire yeah. chief has concerns. Yeah. And what kind of community do we want? I'm, I, it's, I, it's not me. I don't do it. I, I don't have a stake in the game, yeah. but I want to hear what people have to say, and I want them to make an educated guess yep. or an educated decision. Yep. And to me, that's good government, and that's right. why I like that relationship with the town. And even talking to the county executive this week, he he likes this idea and this approach, you know, of hearing what people have to say and people, you know, we were talking about COVID and having the parade and, and going yeah. through all the things. And he goes, Mark, I, I want to be there. I, you know, we want to get people back to normal as long as we follow the rules and as long as we do what we're supposed to do. Yeah. What other things do you want to do as the town supervisor? I, I, I think one of the, personally, one of the things that's very important to me is to support our police department. We have a great police chief. We have a great department. I think that this, the overall country and even some uh, pressure points in the town of Manlius uh, are against the police department. And I, I've been a strong supporter of them when I was on the town board. I'm continuing to be a strong supporter of them. And I, I want to see that they are maintained, that they have the funds they need, that they have the equipment they need. Speaking of proactive, I mean, I don't know if you were on the board, but when they had the cameras, I mean, the town of Manlius police have had them since first time, first time right. ever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so he, that tells me that leadership and experience and listening to the people that do it. I've sat all along and I've done a ride along. Get in that front seat or get in that police car and do a ride along until, and then then you can have a sense of what to do and how to right. do it and what to say. The biggest thing we do is get out of their way and say, "What do you need to be successful?" Yep, yep. And they're they're underappreciated. Yeah. I mean, what they do for us, and you know, it's easy for somebody to say. Defund the police, you know, do away with the police, whatever. Um, but they got every so often they're going to call nine one one, and they're going to hope they get there quickly. Oh yeah, you've heard my speech during the fire contracts. Do you want the quickest, <laughs> best trained, best? You know, uh, I know you looked best, me right in the eye a couple times. Best, <laughs> you were the closest to me, so that was easy. But it's true, you know, it's true. Yeah. We, we had a we had a call. The, the, the storm came today, yep. and it was a reported fire. You know what I mean? And, and we were three minutes from yep. dispatch to on the scene. And it was a fire that had started in the mulch and went up the side of the building. They got it put right out, saved property, saved life, yep. saved a ton of money. And that business will hopefully be back open today or yeah. t tomorrow. Or, yeah. And to me, that's important. That's what you're there Critical. for. Critical. Yeah. And to me, the police, that's why one of the reasons I wanted to have the police chief on early in, during this podcast, one, I wanted people to realize the, the reason people want to live in the, in the town of Manlius, great schools, Great public service, great DPWs, and great quality of life with great, a vibrant community. Yep. yep. That's important. That doesn't happen without good leadership and good representation yep. from the village board, from the town board, or from the county working together. Yep. You know, the Main Street program that, that the county executive put together, all three villages got a grant, you know, yep. for $638,000 you know, to put back into our communities. Which is fantastic. Yeah. So, and we have a town hall, the people that work in town hall, very responsive. I mean, yeah. those people are great people. They, they're in the same boat that you and I are. They're working that job because they love the town. They want to help out. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's been a great experience for me to work with them. Yeah. I'm gonna get back to the police. I want to just give an yeah. analogy that, um, I was sitting having coffee with my wife this morning, and this kind of total, not totally off subject, but it is a little bit. But I said, you know, you're watching a football game, and a referee makes a bad call, and the people get upset. So is the answer to do away with the referees, or is it maybe to add a referee? And I say the same thing with the police department. So something bad happens, and they want to do away with the police department. That makes no sense at all to me. 
Yeah. That's like doing away the referees in a football game. It makes no sense at all. Yeah. And we have to be more supportive. And yeah. whether it's education, whether it's adding more officers, whatever the case may be, um, we, we need them to be better. And yeah. they're great now. Yeah. Uh, but we need to give them the resources that they need. And we have to figure out a way to buck the trend that we're seeing, because I don't know if you saw in the paper, there were the sheriffs, the civil service exams in the city and the sheriffs is way down. So they had, I'm going to get the wrong number, but it was like 2,000 applicants down to 700 applicants. And the people that are wanting to do these jobs, and that could affect the quality of life of all of our residents oh, yeah. if we can't find good qualified police officers to do the job. I think uh, the police chief was saying he interviewed, I think, 60 and he got two that were you know acceptable yeah um to me you're right that that's just one of the pieces that makes the town special yep that makes the villages special yep. and safe and people you know um the real estate market is you know crazy right yeah, now it, it you is. Know, is it crazy on the commercial side because that's you know it's nice to hear a perspective like you um, know you know most first of all the company that i've worked for we've never owned any real estate in the town of Manlius. So I've never had a conflict of interest, that, that, and that's worked out well for me. Good. And the properties that we've had outside of the town of Manlius, which mostly were in the town of DeWitt and Madison County, we have sold off most of those properties. So I don't have a real good sense of where retail yeah. is. My guess is it's been sagging only because of COVID and the lack of people's ability to go out yeah. you know, in person to buy things. It's one of the things I've been talking about. I don't know if you saw the sign in front of Beard Park, but it says shop local. It's not only to help the local businesses, but to me, it's to help the real estate market locally oh, yeah. because, yeah. you know, we had, we were very fortunate, a uh, longtime customer or a uh, business closed in Limestone Plaza. Literally within a week, two new businesses are going in there. One's a hair and one's a, a clothing store. So they're not vacant very long, but not every community has that ability right. or that. And to me, Shopping local adds value. It adds people jobs. Absolutely. It adds sales tax base. It and it and it brings something that we don't have right now right. into our community. So to me, and at the county level, I can't tell you. I was telling a story. I lost a bid when I worked for the previous company to an out-of-state company. No jobs. They don't employ anybody in the county. They don't pay any tax in the county. They don't offer any value other than they were cheaper. So we get nothing for having you know, 140 employees in the county, paying property taxes in the county. And to me, that's wrong. You know, yeah. the county, I understand you want to save money, but I think you should go to that local purveyor and say, okay, I got this price. You know, okay, we'll give you a, a, a discount because you're not in our county. And if you want to match it or, or something, figure out a way to, that more local businesses get involved because it benefits the county. It benefits the villages or the, the, or the towns. And I guess the question I would ask is, did they really save money? Oh, I mean, maybe on that bid, yeah. but of the lost revenue in other areas of using somebody that was local, did they really save money? Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you concerned about anything in the town? Like from a standpoint of overgrowth? Or, I mean, you talked about the solars. Is there anything else that, you know, um, I, got, you say, okay, wow, this is, uh, you know. I, I, the solar is probably one of my bigger concerns right now. And I talked about the water project was it? Yeah. Up, uh, Salt Springs Water District. That's another one that I'm, I'm concerned about. And right now, those are probably the two biggest mm -hmm. issues that I can think of. Um, as far as overdevelopment, one of the problems we do have um, is that the ability to connect to water and sewer is very limited. Yeah. So we're not going to see a lot of development yeah. you know, in the town uh, until things change. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think there's plenty of water to be able to expand into other areas mm -hmm. uh, to, to build housing developments and so on. The sewer project, as you're well aware, yeah. uh, is a whole other issue, whether or not that can be resolved and, you know. I think the county's on the right, I mean, for us, it's been it's been a win-win, and I know for the Village of Manlius, it's been a win-win. You know, they're slip-lining as we speak, and, and we're getting that I and I out, and we're seeing the benefits of it, and they're doing a pretty good job. To me, you look at Aqua and you say, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're they're they good at absolutely that. Absolutely. So yeah. we, a long time ago, 40 years ago, got out of the water business. And now, you know, within the last two years, we got out of the sewer business. We still own it, but we're letting the people that do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week manage it. Yep. You know, we have the asset, but they own the day-to-day the -day operations. To me, that's the most, you know. And I guess I was more specifically talking about the capacity. Yeah. 
right now, the situation yeah. with the capacity. And hopefully they can work through that and figure out a way to get beyond yeah. it yeah. so that developers can yeah. build Does more. the town have, do you know if they have the I&I &I, uh, offset law? Yes, they do. Yeah. Do yeah. they have the one where you can purchase the, it's, see, we did that. So if you came in and you were a developer and you wanted to build, doesn't matter what you want to build, yeah. and you needed 6,000 gallons, we had 6,000 gallons on our spreadsheet where we had saved for a project and we would sell you those 6,000, so it would be like $4 okay. a gallon. I do not believe the town has yeah. it. And it's, then you take that money, yep. put it back into the account, so then when you have a project come up, you fund that fix and you get more gallons. So uh, Skinny Atlas started it, um, and then we just piggybacked off Skinny Atlas's. And so the county took over some of our credits, but not all of them. We still own about 100,000, but it's a great win-win. So you're yeah. taking INI and, and Affluent out of the system and you're also doing an improvement project, and we got grants for those. So, and see, the village is a little bit different because you've got sewer lines all over the place. Right. Where in the town, they end here, they end there. You know, there's we're limited until a developer comes along and agrees to expand those sewer lines to yeah. to feed a uh, housing development or whatever they want to do. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I mean by we're limited on yeah. where we can develop. Have you heard a lot of people, or have a lot of people asked you uh, what your thoughts are on the stimulus money? Because I know it's, it's going to be a nice chunk of money for the town. It, it's a good chunk of money, and I, it's funny you ask me that because you and I talked about it a couple of days ago. Yeah. I talked to Ed today, and he is sending me, apparently it's very limited on what you can use that money for. Yeah. And I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. He is sending it. I might even have it on my phone now. He was going to send that out to me explaining where you can spend the money, how you can spend the money. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's pretty restrictive. And until I read it, Mark, I, I wish I could tell you more, yeah. but I, I can't. I, I don't know. I was thinking, you know, like we're looking at infrastructure is one of them or capital expenses to your building. Yep. So like we, our slate roof is, a, it'll be a hundred years old in like five years. Wow. Yeah. I, so we're like, oh no, we got to replace this. And there's this new product that's different than slate, lighter and easier. And so that's one that we just haven't, and we thought, okay, uh, we just finished looking at some LED lights for street. So we have a kind of a list yep. as we, but like anything else, we just found out the money's supposed to be in our account on June 11th. And we just got a note from the state saying they have 30 to 90 days that they can delay. So we might not see the money until September, October. Yeah, if ever. Right. <laughs> right. So that's why people have said, do you have a plan? We have a plan, but we're not going to do anything. We're not going to execute any contracts or anything until we know that money's in hand. Right. You um, can't. You, you can't. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's only really for the town. It's a million this year and it's a million next year. For us, it's like 200000 this year, 200000 next year. You know, we got an estimate for the roof. I think it was $75,000 or something like that. But we've, we do see the ability, you know, hopefully to be able to do some of these nice things that we haven't been able to do. You can't, you can't use it to lower taxes. You can't use it right. to. Right. Uh, I heard from one of the town supervisors. So the town supervisors and the mayors meet every quarter. Uh, we meet four times a year yep. uh, or every three months. So, four, yeah, four times a year. And one of the things said that, that it is allowed is to give your employees a bonus. And I thought, that's an interesting. That, that is interesting. It is interesting because, you know, I've said it and, and people are probably like, oh, here he goes again. They were vital. They weren't essential. They were vital. They didn't have a choice to come to work. They had to be at work. They had to plow. They had to pick up the garbage. They had to do the yep. streets. They had to do what they do. They had to go on ambulance calls. They had to go on fire calls. Collect the taxes, pay collect, the bills. They had to answer the phone. Yeah. They had to run. It was vital that we ran because what we did was keep our residents' lives normal. And yep. even though we knew there was danger, that's our job. That's what we do. That's what good government's about. And I thought it would be nice to be able to give back Nothing crazy, but something to say to them, thank you for doing what you did. I did not know that was part of it, but yeah. that's, that would be... I never even knew it until yeah. we met. And then we started talking about the, the, the marijuana law in, in this group. And it was interesting, <laughs> you know, at what the perspective of Skinny Alice is, what the perspective of Clay is, what the perspective of, you know, um, Otisco. You know, it was really, really interesting to see what everybody was kind of thinking. And to me, that's that network and that's that, yeah. you know, knowing people. And, you know, Ed was there and he, he, he spoke about it and he said... <laughs> you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but some, you know what I mean? Um, what other things do you want to do? You know, do you have a top like list of three things that you want to get done if you're elected? You know, town government is interesting and, and, and the same with village. And part of, part of the situation is if you have a divided board, um, I'm just one vote. Yeah. So 
there could be a long list of things that I'd like to see done or that I don't want to see done, but I'm one vote. Yeah. So it, it will be more governing. I, I guess the biggest thing that I can say that I want to contribute to the town is giving my background and experience and help maybe guide some of the decisions that are being made in the future. Yeah. Because if, if, if it's a 6-1 vote, I'm not going to get very far, yeah. no matter what I want to see done or not want to see done. Right. So it'll be a challenge. You know, number one, let's see how the election turns out. Right. Um, and then maybe we can put together some plans of, you know what. But I mean, you get back to the old, you know, let's not spend money we don't need to spend and all those different kinds of yeah. things that, yeah. that Republicans have spoke about for years. Yeah. Um, and we have a changing social environment. Mm -hmm. uh, social media and other things that have kind of crept into the yeah. into the political process and you know trying to navigate through some of these things and 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 try to get the word out and I think I, I will give credit to the town board yeah. that they have been very good at getting information out through yeah. the board meetings yeah. where they're videotaped and they're yeah. you know so that's that is a really yeah. positive thing yeah. that I've seen taking place we, we learned that. We, we did the box cast. We have it now, too. Like the, and Allison's been great because we've been, Allison, how do you do this? What do you do with this? You know, now the next thing is to try to get the net interactive so people can call in because yeah. right now they can't call in. That was the one good thing about Zoom. Um, but to me, it's, it's that, you know, I've had a board. I've been on, I was a village trustee then as mayor, and there was times where it was not fun. It, it was divided, and it was not right. easy. But the one thing that we've always done at the village is when you leave the meeting, it's over. Yeah. We don't. You know, you may dis if I disagree with you, I disagree with you, but it, we don't hold on to it and we move on to the next right. thing because it's about good it's government. Important. It is, it's about, it, it is, you know, it is. But I've learned that too at the county. You know, there's, there's all these people saying, oh, flip the ledge, do this. 86% of the time last year, they voted unanimously. 86% of the time. And if you go to these meetings and you watch it, it some of it's just too, too political. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. wrong. It, it, people don't want that. You know, you, you can do it at the national level, you can do it at the state level. When it comes to the county, the town, and the villages, it should be what's good for the people. When, when you walk in to a board meeting, well, let me, I'll take a step back. When a project gets put on the table, number one, it's important for everybody on the board, I don't care if it's a planning board, town board, ZBA, whatever it is, do your homework. Yeah. Thoroughly understand what's in that package and what's being done. Do your homework. And then make a decision that's in the best interest of the town, not what's in my best interest, right. not what's in my party's best interest. Yeah. I, when I do that, I'm, I, I'm unaffiliated. Yeah. I have no party affiliation. Yeah. I'm doing what I think is in the best interest of the people of Manlius. Yeah. And that's what everybody should do yeah. when they're, they go yeah. through that process. But it's important to do the homework. And I, yeah. I ask a lot of questions. I make people uncomfortable sometimes. I make people mad because why is he asking that question? But I, I'm not going to vote on something if I don't understand it. Yeah. You know, and that's what I hope everybody does when they're sitting on any of these boards. I don't care if it's a village, town, whatever. Oh yeah. You got to know what you're voting yeah. on. And it's one of those jobs. The more you put in, the more you get. Yeah. You know, and I've said that to new trustees when they come on. They're like, "Well, what's the expectation?" I said, "The more you put in, the more you're, and the more you're going to realize." that we're here to do what's right. Right. We're not here to say, oh, this is going to benefit Mrs. Jones or this is going to benefit, right. you know, Mr. Jones. Right. It's what is right. And, you know, like people were like, oh, I can't believe you turned that development down at, at, uh, at the Hybrid Street. Well, it didn't have enough parking. It was, it was a little bit too big, but we could have gotten over that, but it didn't have enough parking. And the developer hadn't tried hard enough to really make it fit. Right. It wasn't a hard decision because what was best for the village was that decision. And people said, oh, no. Yeah. No, it was all along. And that's what was frustrating a little bit because they always automatically thought we were going to say yes. You have to go through the process. You know right. as well as I do. If you just say no without explaining why or going through the process, you're you in get trouble. Sued. You yeah. get sued. Yeah. <laughs> right. We've learned the hard way. So experience tells you you go through the process. And going through the process is a good thing because out of that, we heard most people say, gee, if it was three stories and it had enough parking, okay, you know. Because we need housing stock. Yeah. You know, you know as well as I do in the town, we need more apartments. We need more senior housing. Yep. We need more of these things that our residents want. And to do that, you have to have developers. And if developers are just going to get shot down every time, 
they're not going to come and bring those projects to you. They're going to go to a community that says yes and that's open. Right. So you know, if you look at the city right now, it, it, there's a lot of, if you look, it's incredible how much apartments are still being built and things Downtown. that are going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really good because the, the, the city made a concerted effort to say, this is what we want and this is what we want to see. Yep. I think the villages and the towns need to do a better job of kind of doing that yep. together too, because it, what we do affects you and what you do affects us because we provide a lot of the services. Right. Um, do you see, what, what was your favorite part about being a town councilor? Um, I liked, I guess it was being involved in the day-to-day -day business of running a town. Yeah. And, you know, I spent a lot of time at town hall. I've, I circulate around talking to the different departments, understanding what's going on. And it was just the sheer pleasure of feeling like I was making a contribution to the, to the place I lived. Yeah. And it was, it, I loved it every day. I yeah. loved it every day. And getting back to the decisions that you were talking about, that it's, I think it's important. I've got a long list of decisions that I made on the different boards that I've served on. And, you know, I, Mark, I'll stand behind every single one of them that I made the best decision that I thought was in the best interest of the town. Yeah. And that to me is, is very critical. And that when I was on the town board, that yeah. was important. I did my homework. I, yeah. I would drive to places to see what, was, what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, I felt that when, when we were going through the fire contract because I've done you know, 17 of them now and it's, there's been a change, you know what I mean? Like Ed said, there's 12 board members and I've been through all 12 board members of those. But some people would, it was just a dollars and cents thing. Oh, it went from $2.43 a thousand to 244 a thousand. What did you do? Your questions weren't that way. And, I, read and every, me, yeah. I read every single yeah. word that were in those documents yeah. because as I said, I want to make sure when I vote, whichever way it is, yeah. that I'm comfortable that I'm doing the right thing for the town. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, and Tim will tell you that even with legal documents, I'd read through those things and call them up and say, yeah. I'd like you to change this, that, or the other thing because I don't, you know, I, I don't agree with it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that's important. I think that's critical. And you guys have a lot people I think need to realize that, you know, and, and I've learned this since starting this podcast, the county has its lane oh, yeah. of things they do and they don't do. Yep. And being part of those meetings and sitting through the last three, the town, learning more about the town and the police. And I never knew that the highway is a summer budget and a winter budget. Oh, and yeah. there's an A. And I knew what A and B were, but yeah. I didn't know what they were. Yep. You know, and to see what Rob does and, just, and then talk to the police chief and to all the things that he goes. It's been very interesting. Town government's different than village government. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and county's different. But each one, but there's not a lot of overlap. No. You know what I mean? There's not, people think, oh, you know, it's kind of gone away a little bit, the consolidation and the, you know, and I was on consensus and I always used to talk about consensus. We don't have to deal with those issues at the town and the village. It's right or wrong. Yeah. Can we help each other? And let's get it done. Yeah. We need to get rid of those, these national politics and these national issues and start doing more of what can I do to help you? What can you do to help me? What can we do? And we need the right people. Right. That's the problem. We've got to find the right people to get in those positions yep. that had that same process and yep. that same thought. And you know, the interesting thing when you say the difference between a village and a town, a village is a village and there is no, there are no districts, right? You know, and when you get to the town, you learn, oh, we want to do something, put a light up. We have to have a lighting district or yeah. a sidewalk district or water district, sewer, you know, whatever it is, we need districts. So it's a total different process. But how do you change? Like, here's a perfect example of something that I feel like needs to change we did it the sidewalk in mont road so we have a, uh, an agreement so yep. we did it and we're more than happy we got a grant <laughs> to pay for it we're going to plow it but we put a stop sign up on the mont road is i know you did <laughs> we put a mont road because of the safety the resident and that can't put one on the other one because it's not six thousand cars a day now come on so one person gets hurt or one person gets hit is that really a rule that should be like 6,000 cars? Where does a 6,000, does 6,000 cars mean that someone's not gonna, to me that's just, you know, and I understand that the, the, the counselor that gave me that information, I understand that's the law, but that sh it should be right or wrong. It shouldn't be based on yeah, I just six, heard about two, that. two, three, yeah. four, five, whatever car. And it shouldn't be based on the police chief and it shouldn't be based on the DPW. It should be based on what's right or wrong and let the council make that decision. To me, I don't know if that can be changed, but we put ours up, ours is up. And I people know, are I, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, if it's they're going to get hit and they get hit on that side, we're not, we're, 
I, I just think that's something's got to be. See, it, it just those are the kind of things, Mark. You you asked what kind of things do I want to get involved in? That's the kind of thing that I would enjoy to get involved in. And yeah. you know, maybe you look at that and say, well, okay, the rule is six thousand. And I'm not sure where that came from. I I don't know. Yeah. But let's say that's on the books. It says six thousand. Yeah. Well, maybe you take a step back and say, okay, let's can we can we just make an exception here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I know the problem whenever you make exceptions is, well, you did it for him. Now you need to do it for me. And, yeah. and you got to be careful. Yeah. Um, but that's one thing because yeah. that sidewalk went in, you got a crosswalk. Yeah. And maybe it makes sense now if you got a stop sign that we put a stop sign. Yeah. I don't know. To be honest, yeah. I haven't looked into it. Right I now. talked to Ed a little bit and he yeah. said, no, Mark, let me do some research and I'll get back yeah. to you. Yeah. This was but yesterday. Um, but I was like, you know, when, when Sarah told me, I was like, oh, come on. To me, that's a, a life safety. We did the reason we've done sidewalks is not only because they're good, but a lot of it was life safety. Every time I drive down Salt Springs Road or or, or, or you know out on two fifty seven, I get nervous because they see people jogging or riding bikes. To me, getting them off the road, you know, in the village was key. Get them get them into a safe area so they yeah. can walk. And these, all we're trying to do is connect Dabney Lane, Mont Road, Euclid all that whole area to the town center and to the Craftsman Inn and to the bank right. at Starbucks. And it's perfect. It's a, it was a win, 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 win. When did the, uh, this is off topic kind of, but when did the sidewalk go in in front of the bank and Craftsman? That went in, um, well, we did half of it last year. It ran out of time. It got cold okay. on us. Okay. So we did that in the fall. And then they framed it up this, we got it all done in about three weeks. Okay. Because so, that's town property. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's in the town. Yeah. And, and here's a perfect example. It's in the town. Yeah, the Craftsman Inn's uh, hooked up to the village sewer, and the fire protection is provided by the fire department. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, that's a piece that probably should be annexed, you know what I mean? But, but it's in the town, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, yeah, no. And behind it's in the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We completely surround, <laughs> yeah. and that big house is up. I never knew that big house where uh, Mike Morocco bought was in the town. I didn't know that. It is, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it, and Tracy's Lumber is in the town. So there's all these really okay. weird boundary lines. Um, I remember Dick Lowenberg, uh, when I was a trustee, I was a trustee maybe for two years, and we annexed a part of the town to be Aladdin Drive and okay. to work with him and to go through that meeting. And it was, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, it was a very fast, very, uh, but I saw him at church this weekend, and it was just, you know, he was my little league coach. It's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. weird to see how you go through life and how things come about. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I really appreciate you being part of this. My and, pleasure. Uh, yeah. Absolutely a Thank pleasure. You. I, I enjoy wish it. you all the luck, and I really Thanks. look forward to working likewise, with you. Likewise, likewise. Yes. Thank you very much. If, please go to peopleforolson.com. We have a fundraiser this uh, coming up this Thursday at the Seneca Brew Pub in Manlius. If you're interested, please uh, email us at peopleforolson.com, and we'll get you the information. Thank you so much. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you again for listening to the People for Olson podcast. Don't forget to stay up to date on everything happening with the campaign by visiting us online at peopleforolson.com. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. We're going to catch you next week right here on the People for Olson podcast.